Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. It is the first show of 2024. If you have been an OG, then you know that I started doing this wacky ass thing June of 2022, and I have done it like five or six days a week since then. So shout out for all the OGs. Welcome to all the new chumpettes. If you're a royal chumpette, it means you pay for the subscription on Instagram or YouTube. So extra shout out to you. Y'all get extra scoop. Y'all get an extra ask me anything live every week. It's so fun. And the way y'all are chatting up a storm in the group chat is so fun. So I am loving it so much. I cannot wait to meet more of you at my January 20th event in Hollywood. I just got the link for the SLS Marriott Hotel in Beverly Hills. There's a small glitch, but if you call the phone number that I sent out, that information is in the Facebook group on Jeff Lewis Obsessed. It's on the chat groups that we're in, and soon it will be added to the Event Leak um, website too. Anyways, it's going to be so much more and just add to the whole experience. Yes, I know it costs more to stay at the hotel, but you know, you're worth it. And 2024 is our year of no regrets. I literally took my first trip by myself November of 2021 to a Jeff Lewis Live event in Burbank. And I just found friends. Like I just posted in the Facebook groups and said, hey, is anyone else going to this? I don't want to sit alone. I would love to meet y'all there. I ended up meeting people for lunch, met people for dinner before, had a hotel. It was so fun. And, you know, like somebody DM me, they said, I'm going to stop living my life through other people's Instagram stories. Y'all, that really resonated me. I think a lot of us can get so caught up in being envious and looking at people's fabulous lives on social media, and it's not all it's cracked up to be. So this is our time to be real with each other, hang out, real friends that have met, real friends that we know from social media that you become real friends with. It is truly worth it. And the tickets are $50, no tax, no extra fees. So grab your ticket now. The link is on my TikTok in, uh, profile, uh, my Instagram bio, it's on my YouTube bio, it's in Facebook, it's everywhere. If you need it, let me know. It is Saturday night, January 20th in Hollywood, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Then a group of us are going to go out to dinner afterwards. Then a big group of us are staying at the SLS Marriott in Beverly Hills. They've got an amazing uh, speakeasy that we're going to hang out in. It is going to be so, so, so fun. I cannot wait. Okay, but let's get into Reality Water Cooler. We're going to get a little bit of Salt Lake City. I finally got caught up with that. Uh, some announcements are coming soon. Trust me, big announcements will be coming soon. But the whole event is for chumpettes to get together. So, you know, I'm not selling this as like, you know, a Jeff Lewis event, right? This is a Sarah from Texas event. So anyways, but it will be so fun. You will not be disappointed. So just stay tuned for some big announcements very soon. Uh, Salt Lake City, I finally got caught up. I'm almost done watching all of season two of Paris in Love. And I definitely have a lot of thoughts on that one. Thousand Pound Sisters, I think I got caught up, but I'm not even sure. And then after that, of course, we're going to chat Carrie Lewis on Jeff Lewis Live and Zach Noe Towers and Judge Lauren Lake on the after show today. Okay. One thing I want to know in comments, if you're up to date on Salt Lake City, they're doing this girl's trip in Bermuda. The whole trip was sort of because Monica was uh, hosting it to go visit her family that she hadn't seen since I think she was nine years old and it was her birthday, right? So of course there's a little bit of drama, of course they're fighting, but 
I kind of want to go to Bermuda now. Like, I don't know if I want to do that house because I'm also caught up on Ultimate Girls Trip. So I definitely know the history of the St. Bart's house and Martin and the last trip they went to on Romy. So I kind of think if I had a choice, I would go to St. Bart's, but I've never been to Bermuda either, either place that so I'd be up for either one. But on Salt Lake City, somehow their selfie number comes up. And I realized I have seen that they were in like the 7,000. Somebody had like 24,000. And I was like, okay, those sound reasonable. I mean, think about it. When you take a selfie, oftentimes we take three to six just to get it right. I mean, the lighting, somebody's in the background. We don't like the way we look, you know, whatever. I had my daughter look on her way to a party last night. Only at 126 selfies. You can actually see it on your photos on your iPhone. There's like selfies, live photos, videos, and it gives you, gives you the numbers. And I think that's your total number. So I guess that goes to show I really don't like taking pictures of myself normally. Although I probably do that a lot more for my fan account because I don't include my family and real friends in that, in those pictures oftentimes, right? Unless I make sure somebody's okay with it first. Um, but tell me what your number is, if you can figure out what it was. I had to have my teenage daughter check on it for me because I didn't know how it was. Okay, Monica, I go back and forth. Did y'all catch the part where she's on the beach talking? I think it was Heather Gay. Uh, was it Heather Gay or Meredith? Now I'm getting them mixed up. But anyways, somehow they talk about these fake Finsta accounts. And they're like, who would do that? Who would create an account and waste their time doing that? Y'all know this whole story just came out recently about Monica being a Bravo blogger behind the scenes before she was actually on the show. So she even says something about, oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay, girl, then it makes sense that you might have been the one that freaking sent all that crazy information from a fake Instagram account over to yourself. And maybe it actually wasn't Meredith. Like maybe you're throwing her under the bus for drama. So nothing would shock me. I just feel like every other episode, I'm team Monica and anti her mom. Then the next one, I'm anti her mom. And then I'm, I'm I mean, I'm on her mom's side and I'm anti Monica. I literally can't figure these people out. But I do agree with Jeff. And not only because Monica's bought me. Uh, I just don't think she belongs on the show. Yes, she's adding drama, but it just seems artificial, manufactured fake, you know, all the things. But also, I just think she needs to get her shit together. And her kids are young. Like, I just, I'm sound like judgy McJudgy pants now. But, you know, she's got four young daughters in the midst of a divorce. Uh, she just might need to focus on herself and other things, you know, fixing the things with her mom, fixing her finances, whatever else she needs to do, right? Michael Riley says, I'm anti both mother and daughter. Yeah, they just give me a vibe that they're willing to sell both of themselves out just for this TV show and the fame that comes along with it, right? Like, I don't even know that any of it's real. They could be even writing scripts together at night and having a glass of wine together for all I know. Anyways, give me your thoughts on Salt Lake City. Um, Paris and Loves, another. I mean, I was at this UT party, you know, the Sugar Bowl party last night. And of course, it's a lot of moms. My All seven of us were there. My husband, all five kids. Uh, but as the night went on, uh, I started talking to some some kids, some 20 and 19-year-olds about 
uh, a complicated mother-daughter situation of somebody that was there. And I was trying to give her the other side of things. Like, you look, we're doing the best we can. Like, nobody's perfect. Your mom is not trying to make your life miserable. But it brought up, and obviously, y'all know, none of my freaking kids watch Paris and Love or Bravo or Jeff Lewis Live. So when I talk to them, or the Kardashians, when I talk to them, I come at it from the experience of me being a mom. But also, I do see where Chris Kardashian is doing the best she can as a mom. I do see where Kathy Hilton, I feel like, is doing the best she can as a mom. So it's heartbreaking to see these crazy mother-daughter relationships. But if there's anything more complicated in life, it is it can be the mother-daughter relationship. And I'm not really sure why that. I was lucky enough to have a great relationship with my mom. But did her stock go up tenfold? The day I became a mom at age 28, absolutely. I think I thought my mom knew nothing. She had never understood what I went through. You know, she was a teenager so long ago. All the things, right? And I think that now with Paris, it's hard for her to give her mom as much credit because her kids, Paris and Phoenix, are still, I mean, uh, London and Phoenix, are still infants and toddlers, right? So, she hasn't been through the teenage phase that apparently Paris took her mom through. And I just, I don't know any of it. I do think that the documentary can put things in a better light. I do understand that Kathy Hilton is worried about her image. Who wouldn't be? Like, no matter how rich and famous you are, you still don't want to be judged as a mom, right? And she might look back now hearing all these horrific story. So by the way, if you haven't watched it, Paris and Love season two on Peacock is eight episodes. It's so good. You can literally watch it in one or two days. Uh, it just shows all it, a lot about Paris's new life as a wife and mother of two now, a businesswoman, her interesting relationship with her mom, Kathy Hilton, who I adore and who I'm manifesting an invitation to her next Christmas party and that she'll be on Jeff Lewis live. But I do think she can't quite understand it yet because her two kids are still so young. So once she goes through like the teenage years or something really difficult, I think she'll have a very different understanding. And I hope they get to a better place where they're not hiding everything from each other. I mean, I think like all of us, when we heard and saw on Instagram and everything that we learned about Paris and Carter becoming parents very soon after her own mother, Kathy Hilton, I was shocked. I was sad for her. And I would be sad as a mom to know that my kid didn't trust me enough to share that information. And Paris has made it very clear. She doesn't trust her mom, Kathy Hilton, to keep the secrets that she needs to keep. Not for a bad way, but because she's excited and she says her dad has posted pictures of, you know, the other kids on T or on Instagram and stuff. They're just excited. But I think Kathy, uh, Paris and Nikki, especially Paris, since she's so in the public eye, but then again, she's putting herself in the public eye, right? If you follow her, she's constantly posting. I mean, literally with her team all the time. So in some ways, I'm like, well, if you didn't post all that, then you and your kids wouldn't be in the public. You can still make money and be this businesswoman, but not necessarily, but I don't know. It's all kind of 
interrelated, right? Like you kind of got to be on Instagram or social media all the dang time to keep your name always being talked about. But I don't know that she definitely needs the money or the fame anymore. So I don't know. You have to watch it. Let me know what you think. People warned me that after season one, for season two, I was going to have a totally different feelings about Kathy Hilton as a mom, that she's like hands off and she doesn't love her kid. Absolutely not. I didn't get that vibe at all. I just feel like she is so judged in so many ways that she did the best that she could for for Paris, who had a lot of issues as a teen. And now that she's, the book has come out, the Paris, uh, the memoir has come out and it's all these horrific things that, you know, obviously Paris hid from her parents, but this might've been like the reason she started doing bad, really bad decisions as a teenager is because of these other things that had happened. Who knows what comes first, right? The chicken or the egg. Anyways, um, Speaking of other crazy relationships, Thousand Pound Sisters started. Why can't you hear anything? Oh, I don't know. The audio is definitely working. Um, Thousand Pound Sisters started. It was a little confusing because Amy and Tammy, I record it, right? It's on TLC. Uh, they're famous YouTube sisters. That's how they started. And then they've had their own TV shows. So I think they're on season four, maybe five now. But it like started with the end of another season four. And I'm like, I thought this was a new episode. But then there's the season five that starts off too. And then they put on a thing that said, if you want more, subscribe to us on Discovery Plus. And I was like, wait, do I have to watch Discovery? Like, are y'all switching networks on me halfway through this premiere? I was so confused. But I texted my good friend, uh, Sarah Fraser, who always keeps me up to date on Thousand Pound Sisters, 90 Day Fiance, everything. She also does Sister Wives. Um, and she said, just keep watching and it, you don't have to watch it on Discovery Plus. So I am still recording it on TLC. It, it's worth it. It is sad, though, because Amy, one of the sisters, is going through a divorce. Um, shout out, Luna. Um Oh, stretchy girl. Come here. You want to say hi? Can y'all see Luna? Come here. Come here. Nobody can see you. Oh, you, they can see you on Instagram. They can see you on Instagram. Say hi. Say hi. Oh, she likes all the scratches under her neck. Now lay down. Lay down. Um, anyways, and then Amy's husband that we saw them get married at the weight loss facility somehow he passed away, right? We've seen this all on the news, but um, I don't even know the details yet. And I'm trying not to ruin it by Googling anymore, right? Because I just kind of want to watch it in real life. That's kind of why I don't Google 90 Day Fiance a whole lot when a show is on, because I don't want to see them posting on Instagram like Shekinah and Sarper. I want to watch it live and see if they're still together or not, right? So anyways, love that show. Like I said, I am a old school reality TV junkie. So I love pretty much everything. Uh, but there's just not enough time to watch it. All right. Um, anyways, okay, let's get into Jeff Lewis live. Carrie Lewis. I thought she was the perfect person. So I know y'all think I'm obsessed. I'm a stalker, which is so not true. The way y'all were DMing and commenting in the group chats, the Royal Chumpettes, the Jeff Lewis Obsessed Facebook group over the weekend. It was a long weekend of everyone worrying and wondering for an update. Oh, Luna's so sweet. Wondering for an update on Jeff Lewis and the Gage 
co-parenting struggle of it all, right? So we he opens up the show. Almost instantly, he tells us that Monroe was returned to him Sunday at noon. Um, everything was fine. They had a great New Year's Eve together. They went down to Newport and stayed the night with grandma and grandpa. So I love that. Jeff said he's really trying to um, make an effort to make more family memories with Monroe. And I sort of love that because even Carrie, her aunt, said something later that she's even seen over the last few months, uh, Monroe kind of opening up more, being more of a, thank you for following me on Instagram. Thank you for tapping the screen on TikTok. It gives us all the people to help follow us for sure. Um, Shell Bell says, I'm kind of shocked how someone could watch both seasons and see something different. Well, but I think you mean on uh, Paris and Love? I think that's what's the good thing about everyone having their own life experiences, though we hear and see things very differently. So, you know, I come from a great line of mothers. So maybe I see uh, Kathy Hilton, I, I see her doing her best. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess we just all have our own our own way that we see and hear things, right? So I think it's actually good. And I think that's actually a lot of times y'all tell me something through DM or on the comments here and it changes my mind or makes me think of something that I didn't really see. So Miss Rachel on Instagram says, Kathy is detached from Paris. I definitely see parts where it seems like their relationship is very, uh, not very close. But I mean, they're both very busy too. So it also seems, and, and Kathy's got four kids, don't forget. So, you know, I mean, I have five kids. It's very different than keeping tabs on two kids. Your time is split way more than one or two kids, right? You, you always have a lot going on with each person. It's not like that's just one person. It's so many aspects of their lives, right? But I see I see a lot of love between them. I see the lovely sister relationship between Nikki and Paris, uh, the way they talk on their phone. But yeah, do I also see where, you know, Nikki is like, you know, I don't like reading about all of this stuff on the internet or, you know, these articles whenever you could have just called us. But I mean, I only know Paris Hilton, obviously from the TV and her documentaries, haven't read her book yet. We know she's not easy to talk to about things, but would it be easy to talk about the horrific things she's dealt with? Um, being groomed by a teacher at 14 or 15 years old, uh, a rape situation and being drugged, uh, an, a, an abortion. I mean, those aren't easy things to tell your mom or your sister in person, especially things that like Kathy might feel guilt about from sending her to this um these four different Provo, you know, institutions to fix her behavior. Right. Um, anyways, y'all are saying some good stuff. Okay. Krista. Yes. Carrie was right. She's giving him wisdom. I worry so much about how it will all bite him in court because the radio shows are all public documentation and time, time stamped. Absolutely. I mean, do I think Jeff could one day regret the stuff he says on the radio show or the stuff that he puts out there. Absolutely. But I always am shocked and in respect how much Jeff can put information out there about himself that is not in his best light also. So I feel like he says and does a lot of things that might 
be negative about him. Like one thing that comes to mind is when his dad and stepmom were texting with Stu and saying some really hurtful things and Jeff still read them on air. And I don't think I would have, I would have just kept that to my darn self. And I mean, to put that out there is pretty crazy. Right. Um, so I do respect that, but yeah, I think as parents, he's doing the best that he can. I feel like there is no handbook. And just like Carrie said, you know, we're doing the best that we can. I don't think Jeff ever, does anyone, I don't think Jeff ever planned on a co-parenting situation. I think he thought he would go to his grave with Gage as a partner in also in raising Monroe. I don't feel like he would have ever done this on his own. I'm still shocked if he ends up going through. I think he will, because I'm just getting that vibe from him, what he said on the radio, that he will try for this last embryo that he has. Because I also think he has weird feelings about it, like a lot of people do. Do you just keep paying to freeze these this one embryo that he has left? He should at least try it. And if it doesn't work, I think that will be the end of it. I don't think he'll try again getting another egg donor and remaking embryos with that. Because I think he would want the same biological, full biological child with Monroe. So I don't know. Michael Riley says he doesn't need another child. And I've said that. I mean, I've made that very clear. I just don't think he should, but it's not my journey, right? I mean, you can give everyone the advice they need, but it's not my journey for him to decide to have another kid or not. Um, you know, and it could be the best thing ever. Who knows? Um, Mindy says, does Jeff ever talk about Zoila? She should have listened to her about Gage. Um, somebody in the audience asked about Zoila at the December 21st live show and he answered it, said she's doing really well. Of course, I think he made a joke about her still taking time off. You know, she got into that car wreck. I think she was coming back slowly, not necessarily to be a housekeeper because he's got her sister Aurora being one of the housekeepers now and Lily, but she wanted, he wanted her to be there on like Saturdays to be one of the nannies to be in Monroe's life. But then when she got in that car wreck, that kind of injured her more and has kind of regressed that situation, I think, a lot more. Um, Robin says, some are saying that Jeff shouldn't talk about this, but I'm here listening. If I listen to old shows, Gage has always been bad, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that, too, especially in the Jeff Lewis Obsessed Facebook group where people are saying, uh, and, and even Carrie, did y'all hear it later in the show? We'll talk about it. Carrie said something about, you know that this, all of this talk about uh, Monroe being on vacation and not getting returned, all of those details shouldn't be said on air. But my thoughts are, this is his life. And I don't think he can have something this big going on in his life and not talk about it, right? Like that to me is crazy. crazy. So I don't know. Tell me your thoughts for sure. Also, I think it's like a lot of people say like, oh, nobody should look at this car wreck on the side of the road. Uh, or watch a, a car chase on TV. Well, what do people do? They stop what they're doing at work and hover around the TV looking at car chases. So not everyone, but it's just kind of human nature that we do want to hear the car chase of Jeff Lewis's life. We want to hear all the nitty gritty details because we do feel so invested with him being on the air five hours a week on the radio. So I don't know, as much as we can say he shouldn't talk about it, I definitely think people tune in so they can know what's going on with it for sure. For sure. 
Cecil says Jeff needs to have a gag order against him, against himself or against Gage. What does a gag order mean where you can't talk about certain things? I think he does in regards to uh, Monroe's medical issues. Like he can't talk about her going to a doctor's appointment or if she got diagnosed with something. I don't think he can say any of those things. And I also seems like lately he can't say things about her counseling also, which absolutely makes sense, right? Because I think they have a situation, I think, where the counselor can tell Jeff and Gage things that she has shared with them in counseling, maybe. Because, I mean, you kind of need to know. She's only seven years old, right? I don't really know all those details. Um, some bloggers use Jeff's name. Where did that one go? Brenda says, yes, and some bloggers use Jeff's name for views. I mean, being a content creator now for a year and a half, I'd never really watched other people or listened to podcasts or knew other fan accounts. I was never in that world at all. But after I am, I mean, everything uses other people for content. I mean, I've watched Entertainment Tonight for 20 years. They use every celebrity as a story. TMZ uses every celebrity as a story. The news uses normal people's tragedies and happiness as a story or as content. So it's not a new, it's not a new thing. I just, you know, I, I is it right or wrong? But give me a break. Um, oh, he did. Lisa Lala says Jeff mentioned something about counseling today. Very vague, but about Monroe. I totally missed that. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I'm like, eating, talking to my kid, putting up the Christmas decorations from the front porch, putting out the Valentine's decorations. Um, that's so weird. Megan says, it's like someone has hacked you. Sometimes when talking, your voice gets deep and talks slow. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yes, Bravo Rex. No one is ever angry with TMZ, but they're quick to insult bloggers. Yeah, I mean, you know, and honestly, man, you talk about someone that will insult you quickly. A Jeff Lewis listener, there was no love for me. I mean, a lot of times now, but especially in the beginning, it was so many people like, why do we need to chat about Jeff Lewis? I already listened to him an hour a day. Why do we need you? I'm like, honey, you don't. But now that I've been doing this for a year and a half and I see how many fan accounts and bloggers and vloggers and podcasters and content creators, whatever the hell you want to call everybody, the whole world wants to have other people in common to chat about things that they have in common. So there was nowhere to chat Jeff Lewis. So that is why I started doing this. There would literally be like seven lovers on at the time watching, maybe three of them actually like the other ones were just watching me to make fun of me and go take pictures of me in the Facebook groups. And I'm like, okay, why are you wasting your time on me when you don't want to chat Jeff Lewis? Now, ha ha, there is absolutely an audience that people want to chat about Jeff Lewis and reality TV. I'm just the one that decided to do it. So when other people want to put their face and their, their personality up on video five days a week, all the credit to you, do it. But so far, ain't nobody else doing it. You know, anywho, um, Tiger, hi, Chumpettes. Bummer I missed the shows this morning, but we'll catch it as soon as it loads on Sirius XM. Yes. Um, 
Yes. Melanie says, I love having a community where we discuss Jeff Lewis live. If someone doesn't like it, all they have to do is not watch. I mean, legit. It's so crazy to me that people have enough time in their day to waste their time posting or watching content that they don't even like, that they say that there's no reason for. Numbers don't lie, honey. There's definitely an audience for people that want to chat about Jeff Lewis Live. Clearly, Jeff now has an after show. I've been doing this since June 2022. Every day, his after show launched June of 2023. There's absolutely an audience for it. Not only do we listen to the after show, we get together now and chat about it. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, I'm preaching to the choir, but I know you lovers are out there. Shout out. And y'all only wish I would give you the finger or call you the C word. So dumb. Some people are so lonely and sad and just not loved, I guess. It's really pray for them, y'all. Just pray for them. Um, Kathy says, I want the best for Monroe and Jeff is a much better option. I don't want Gage out of her life, though. Only recently have I heard Jeff say, Lulu, come lay down. She starts walking around and getting into my daughter's stuff. Come here, baby. Lulu. Oh, now you want out. Oh, good grief. Hold on. She can get in, but she can't get out. Come on, baby. Ah, live TV, whatever this is. Um, yes. Thank you, Margarita. Keep doing what you're doing, Sarah. We love you. Um, yes, the Milo thing. Yeah. Krista says, um, that, you know, basically Monroe was attached to Milo. Yeah. And that breaks her heart. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, it's hard with breakups. I mean, boy, does Jeff seem into, I don't know. He's seeming into everyone he's talking about, right? This guy in New York City that he was talking about, he says he's going to continue dating him. I'm like, I don't know. I can't see Jeff just dating this guy in New York, right? Like, it's crazy to me. Okay, let's keep talking about the show. They bring up Jameson was paid $200. Has anyone ever been asked? I'm like, Carrie, I don't think, and I always, I fly Southwest a lot. So my kids and I, when it's me and the kids or me and Brian and all five kids or some of the kids. We never get all the same seats together. But then again, in Southwest, most of the planes are three and three. So with a family of seven, you're never all going to sit together. But when they were young, we always made it, even if we had to go to the far back, at a point to just get a seat with Rose together. I've never had to ask anyone, but I've definitely seen people on the planes ask for someone else to move. I don't know if any money was uh, offered, but on the last flight we took, Southwest, sorry, it was Houston to LAX. I was with Diane and Kim. They Southwest came over the intercom and offered, was it like $500? It was a substantial amount of money, maybe $250. I don't remember. They offered someone money to move so a, a dad could sit with their kid. Now, I don't think that should have been a Southwest thing because you know you're getting an unassigned seat on Southwest. That's kind of the whole thing about it. I think it should have been the person that wanted the seat should have been offering someone money. I don't know, but I'd never heard Southwest come over the intercom and ask people to do that. So Lady Grace, who's Laura, says American Airlines offers it all the time. I just, 
I don't even think it's the airline that should pay it. I figure it's the person that wants that whoever didn't buy their tickets together. Now, do I want babies or toddlers that have their own seat to sit with their parents? Absolutely. Because I think you can only sit on a lap at, until two years old. I just don't think it should be the airline's responsibility. I feel like it should be the person's. Shout out, Brandy. Um, people could just be nice and switch without paying. Well, Evie, you know that doesn't happen because Megan has talked about being asked and she's like, no, honey, I'm not moving for you. Uh, you know, I think the $200 offer was very nice of the dad to offer. Uh, and clearly it just, you know, I think Jameson said it was kind of an even switch. He was just kind of switching rows like it. It, he wasn't getting a worse seat, but I do think if you're getting a worse seat, oh, I think maybe the flight attendant was feeling bad and offered the parent a favor. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, Julie says American Airlines doesn't offer money to move seats. We tell you to ask the people around you. Yeah, that's what makes sense to me. Because, I mean, it's not ultimately the airline's fault, right? Um, <laughs> Marty says, I won't move unless it's for the money. I mean, you know, I love y'all's comments. Unless it's a better seat than I have. No, thanks, boo. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Okay. Why am I surprised? What is the deal with leasing these cars? I guess it's to have a lower monthly price. But I guess I would think, trust me, I've owned three Honda Odysseys, top of the line Honda Odysseys. They're not like 80 grand or anything, which is a shit ton of money. I don't understand why this leasing, why it's beneficial financially to lease a car. Like, is it even, is it a better deal financially? I feel like you don't own anything at the end of the year. Michael Riley says to never lease. That's what I thought. Like, I've never personally leased a car. Lease, you only pay for the use. Payment is less. But I would think, oh, they can write it off for business. Oh, so you can't write off. Okay, now that you're talking my language because this makes sense that that Carrie and Tom, Todd are both have businesses. So then it becomes like a personal car or a business car, right? So you can't do that if it's your own car that you buy. Like, I don't understand that part of it. Businesses do it. They said it's a tax write off. Okay, so that makes sense. I have heard that Jeff leases his Mercedes. His is definitely for drive. I mean, and also Carrie is a, a, a realtor. She's driving in her car 100% of the time. Um, I mean, is Todd really using that minivan for business? Probably 30%, but probably doesn't everybody? I mean, every person that works uses their car for work, and then they also use it for personal. But I guess only if you own your own company can you use it as a tax write-off. Does that make sense? I got to figure this out. Lisa says, says you always have a new model every two years, no repair costs, lower payments. But at the end of the day, it's not a better financial deal. Because what repairs should you have at two or three years, right? The Honda is $50,000 now. They are. Not including taxes and licensing. I mean, we owned three of them and they were always the touring elite model the top of the line model with all the bells and whistles and they were never 50,000. But our last one was, oh God, we had a 2002 version. Oh, I don't know the other two. Maybe a 2017. I don't remember. I don't know. 
you're just renting it basically when you're leasing. Everything is 50,000. That's not true. Every car is not 50,000 because we've bought four kids cars so far and they were not $50,000. Um, now Mamba Suburban was more than $50,000. Um, and I'm worth it. Anyways, okay, so I just didn't understand that. I did love that Carrie is so relatable, though, as a mom and a wife. I just feel like when she tells us all the stories about her and Todd, it's just so relatable. Like, I want to hear that he goes to Starbucks and doesn't think to buy her a Starbucks and she gets pissed off about it. I want to hear that she's buying all this, the presents for the stockings. And then he's like, oh, I don't have any presents in my stockings. So I need to take some for mine to put in you. I mean, I'm like, I just love it all for sure. Um, so you can write off everything. Okay. That makes sense. Zuba says she cracks up. I love Carrie. I, I, hmm. Somebody put, I think in a Facebook group or a comment, I can't remember though, that they were surprised that she was telling Jeff not to talk about uh, Monroe in the, that situation, but yet she was okay talking about having sex with her husband and everything. And I'm like, well, but that's her life. Like they're not divorced. I think or, you know, Jeff and Gage weren't divorced, but, you know, they're split up. So that's clearly a whole different issue. And the fact that Gage and Jeff are not getting along. I mean, that's the whole other point of it. If they were getting along, it would be a whole different conversation. Like it would be a lot nicer, more pleasant. They wouldn't be talking about kidnapping and parental alienation. I mean, you know, Yes, Lisa says Carrie didn't think joking about kidnapping was right. And I loved all the stuff. And this is where uh, I loved how Jeff got really serious today about uh, racial issues in America in 2024. He got serious about parenting and how much of a helicopter dad he plans to be with uh, Monroe. Uh, Carrie and Todd, I mean, Carrie and Jeff were talking about how you know, they could pretty much do anything. And Jeff's like, I'm never going to let her do that. I'm never going to let her have this late curfew or just come home at whatever. I definitely think that some people have really less strict parents. And I think they end up being really strict. I also think people that tend to come from large families end up having one or two kids. This is not everything, but sometimes and people with one or two kids, brother and sisters end up having a larger family. So I don't know. I think it can be different for a little bit. I have not seen Taken. I can't believe they were talking about this being a movie from 2008. Maybe I have and just forgot about it. I feel like I can watch a movie yesterday and forget about it. Um, you can write off your travel. You have to have a business need to LLC. I need to do all of that. I've got to figure all that out in 2024 for sure. Um, we love you, Kathy. What? That's so funny. We love you and Jeff Lewis and biscuits. Okay. And gravy. I love biscuits. Biscuits with butter and jelly. Oh. Taken is worth watching. Taken two and, oh, there's two and three. Oh yeah. I can't when there's like so many different takes on things. Uh, Evie on TikTok. I am just south of Houston in a city called Pearland. Pearland. Um, what else? Um, so Carrie, we talked about this earlier, but Carrie talked about like Monroe is like been more, and that just comes with age, right? She just turned seven. Thank you for buying a badge. Um, Allison, appreciate it. Um, Carrie says that Monroe has been more relaxed lately and conversational and just 
tends to be more easygoing with them. That just kind of comes with age. But I also think when you hang around each other a lot, right? Your cousins can be in the same city, but if you're too busy to get together with them in like, then they are like strangers, even though they're cousins. So she did post some pictures recently. Um, Carrie did of Monroe. Were they in the pool or was it just Christmas Eve? I can't remember, but it was definitely with the cousins and like, um, uh, oh, shout out Dallas. Uh, so many people in Dallas want to get together and have like a chump that meetup. We've got to do that. By the way, the best way to have meetups is what I did a year and a half ago, which is post on one of the Facebook groups. Hey, I'm in Houston. Does anyone want to get together? Kim, who's now a good friend of mine, was the only one that showed up. We ended up having lunch or dinner for like three and a half hours chatting nonstop about Jeff Lewis and Bravo. And it is the best thing ever. So the Jeff Lewis Obsessed Facebook group is the easiest way to like post and find other people to um, to meet up with in your city. So we definitely want to get together and do a Dallas meetup for sure. Be so fun. Wait, ask Andy Cohen about Liam Neeson. Oh, and his wiener. Oh my God, y'all are cracking me up. Y'all are cracking me up. Um, okay, what else? Um, definitely talked about how strict they are. Did you hear Jeff? I think this is what, is the one of the hardest parts or, of saying is that Jeff having to deal with hearing Monroe tell him things that she did that he would have never let her do, like kayaking in the ocean in Cabo. So he is terrified, legitimately terrified of, of terrified slash obsessed with uh, sharks. And when he heard that she went kayaking in Cabo, I think that gave him like pause. Like I think he was dying. They're all, you know, Gage doesn't have to run that by him, right? I mean, but I think it would be hard to hear that the other parent, the other dad has made decisions that you would never do that you think would be harmful or dangerous or that you don't agree with, you know, that would be terrifying to me. Uh, I also loved their, Jeff was just not relatable in the sense that he had no idea what a studio apartment was. I think he knows what a studio apartment is. I don't think he ever knew. And I knew, I've heard Jameson talk about it a lot, but in Jameson's videos or pictures where he does like the Russian daycare thing that's behind his apartment, it never looks like a, 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 a studio apartment. So he must fold up the bed to make it a couch or something like I don't, or he must not just show that area. I've seen his kitchen. I've seen his little dining room area when he's had COVID or being uh, quarantined. He's been at his apartment and shown like the wall space. It never looks that small, but I guess I always assume maybe there was another part that was his bed. So I don't know what we're not seeing. You know what I mean? But uh, Jeff definitely had no idea that he lives in a studio apartment, but you know, um, what are y'all talking about? Bravo Rex, not smart. What's not smart? I don't have kids, but I wouldn't want my child kayaking at that age. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming it's required to wear a life jacket. Yeah. I don't know. Kayaking. I mean, kayak. I think kayaking in Texas is almost always done in a river or lake. And that just grosses me out for like snakes. Like I don't think of snake. I think I'm more afraid of snakes. That seems more realistic to me than sharks. But nowadays, sharks seem to be 
coming up really close to the thing. So I don't know. That kind of terrifies me too. I don't know. I guess everything terrifies me. Yes, studios in WeHo are normal. Most of the beds are either futons and are more private area. And Jeff knows this. I think Jeff just didn't know that Jameson has a studio apartment. I think he feels like at 41 years old, he wishes he would buy a condo. And I think that could be in the cards for Jameson and Brandon Franck in 2024, maybe. That would be amazing. I would definitely. Oh, I can't even imagine, Melanie, what rent in LA is. Rent in LA is so outrageous. A studio is still probably very expensive. We were on a walking tour with uh, uh, my friend Ben Finer. Shout out, Ben. And he took us all around West Hollywood and there were some apartments on his street. He has a house that's made into different lofts, different apartments. Anyways, um, but I was wondering how much those cost and he was trying to give me an estimate. I was just dying. It was so expensive. But y'all, I'm in Texas, so we get a lot of house for our money, especially in the suburbs for sure. Okay, let's get into the Jeff Lewis after show. Judge Lauren Lake and Zach Noe Towers is the duo I never expected to love. Like they have so much in common with each other. We're going to go five minutes late because I just realized it's 2.45 already. Um, you've seen his bed before? Oh, wait, hold on. I have to read this. Um, his bed doesn't fold up. I've seen it before, but he's usually got the phone towards his balcony or holding it close to his face that so you can't see it. Yeah, for sure. My girlfriend has a studio in West Hollywood and it West Hollywood and it's $2,900 a month. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Now Luna wants back in. Hi, Lulu. What's up? What's up? What's up? Will lay down? Will lay down? He's so excited. Um, okay. They definitely talk about that. A big part of the beginning of the after show is Jeff asking really good questions to Zach Noe Towers about some almost like a um, plan B type situation for people trying to avoid a, an unplanned pregnancy. But it was for STIs, which is the new term for STDs. Uh, but Zach was really giving him really good information, I think, because Jeff is dating around and he has not done that in so long. But I think he's liking it. I think he's trying to take his time before getting into a long term relationship again. I think a lot. I think a couple of the people he really likes doesn't live near him. That one person he seems to like is. um too busy for him. One lives in Chicago, the chiropractor, whatever the guy in New York does. There might be a couple people in New York. I don't really know. But he's very much made it clear that he's not like abstaining from sexual activity. So I think he's a little bit curious and a little bit making sure he's doing what he needs to do medically to take care of himself. Right. And I sort of love that Zach Noe Towers was there to tell him uh, all the ins and outs for sure. Um, then they start talking about another hot topic. Another very serious topic was um, the issue of race and how uh, Jeff has learned so much from Judge Lauren Lake about her just talking about things like walking out of Target, walking out of Home Depot and having to have her receipt ready because people are always asking her specifically to see the receipt. As a white woman, I... I mean, Costco, maybe they ask everyone for a receipt. I'm not asked very often for a receipt. So I love that Judge Lauren Lake was told by Jeff, hey, 
your conversations to me really are resonating with me. And now they're really making me think about other people. But this was so true to me of her when she said, this is why people of different races and ethnicities and financial situations, everyone needs to intermingle with each other because you always learn from other people. So when I had my first kid, uh, I was in a couple of, you know, mom's groups and there was one in the neighborhood that was advertised as mocha moms. Well, I never really drank coffee until a couple of years ago. And I thought, oh, mocha is coffee and mocha moms is moms who drink coffee. So I show up to, to be there and it was all women of color, all moms of color. And I realized, oh, and then my friend who is a uh, Tunisian told me, oh no, this is a, a mom's group for women of color. And I was like, oh, okay. But she's like, but we'd love to have you. That was the best thing ever because not only did I, I would have not met some really good, nice, fun friends. It's always good to have some mix and some meet some other new people. So me thinking that it was a group only for moms who like coffee. And then I ended up showing up. I think if I would have known ahead of time that it was for women of color, I clearly would have known, oh, I'm probably not welcome. You know, if, if they, you know, made these stipulations for it, which is understandable. But I ended up getting to know so many people in my neighborhood and then their kids because I didn't understand that mocha moms, I thought it meant a coffee moms. <laughs> yeah, it did turn out well. They were always so nice to me. And we were in that group for years until our kids probably went to kindergarten. Um, wait, what? Allison, this is exactly what I want to do for the, I missed what you were saying. The caller that was mistaken for the judge was hilarious. And it's true. Uh, the caller named Sarah from LA that said she was one of the, the um, chocolate chumps, I think she called herself. There was very few uh, African-American uh, Jeff Lewis Live listeners there, but there was definitely more than a few. I mean, I can, I, I, I think I met um, more than a few. So anyways, and Tiffany, who is, we called a caramel chump because she's just stunning. Uh, loved her and her husband so much. Okay, we are going to wrap it up very quickly. Um, she calls Jeff a freedom fighter. She says, these are your freedom fighter days. And then he tells us about this guy that he's dating in New York City that's an African-American guy. But he says something like, I really want to protect him and make sure I get him out of situations that he doesn't feel comfortable with. So go back and listen to the after show. It was really insightful about big issues. The Jeff Lewis live show was really insightful about like Jeff and his parenting concerns. It was really good. Um, anyways, that's about it. But we went five minutes late. So we'll try to wrap it up. Yes. Tiffany was at Amy's event at BravoCon. I met her there. Yes. And she was on the stage. Yes. It was so good. So good. I love her so much. And I think I'm seeing her again, January 20th. So get your tickets now. Uh, make your plans to stay at the hotel if you can. It will be so much fun. You won't regret meeting other chumpettes and making fun memories. Truly, no regrets, 2024. Bye, chumpettes.